Welcome to the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the program. We are thrilled to have uh, Gina Carano on with us to talk about her battle with Disney uh, and Lucasfilm and being partnered with the bankroll of Elon Musk, who I think is turning into, I don't know, a real-life Iron Man, honestly. Gina Carano joins us in 60 seconds. Stand by. MyPillow is our sponsor this half hour, and I got to tell you every day when I come here, you know, things that are happening in the world and, you know, make some people lose sleep, makes me lose sleep, honestly. But now I get to take just a couple of seconds to tell you about MyPillow, which will give you the best sleep you've ever had. Right now, you can get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 or 50% off their new flannel sheets. Their six-pack towel sets are going for $29.98 right now. MyPillow just appreciates your support, and they are doing a very big special on everything they have. So take advantage of their free shipping, especially on the larger items such as their mattress toppers. 100% made in the USA and on sale for as low as $99.99. You'll also find sales on everything. Their kitchen towels, dog beds, blankets, everything. Just use the promo code BECK to find this offer. Go to MyPillows.com, click on the Radio Listener Special Square, check out everything I've mentioned and so much more on sale now. Enter the promo code BECK. It's 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. You get these specials plus free shipping. MyPillow.com. I don't think I need to really do a long introduction, so I'm not going to. Actress, former MMA fighter, Gina Carano. How are you? I'm good. So, thank you so much for having me. You bet. Uh, I have to tell you, I am... I am so glad to see that you are uh, standing up and fighting back against Disney uh, and Lucasfilm for what happened to you. Can can you just describe quickly that whole scene? Um, well, quickly. <laughs> I know. I'm um, sorry. No, it's okay. I actually, it was really interesting because for the longest time, for the last couple of years, I was just, you know, just distraught, you know, trying to rebuild my life, running into all sorts of, um, you know, problems of trying to, you know, recreate my career. And finally, you know, I was like, you know, I had to just like give it to God and say, all right, you know, you've got me in life. I'm going to keep going and I have to let this go, um, and give it to you. And, you know, whatever justice I get, um, you know, I know you're working behind the scenes for me. And then it was almost as soon as I did that, I got a um, email from a lawyer um, mm. that was hired by e, uh, Elon Musk and X to inquire about my case. And and then I was just so excited and I emailed him back like immediately. And, um, you know, we started going through all of, you know, I just educated them and I sent them everything I have to date and I have a lot more to send them and they are, they're wonderful and they are just excited and they couldn't believe they were, they were kind of like dumbfounded about how, about how this happened. So, um, that's the quick version. (laughs) So you, I mean, you've worked with, uh, everybody, Michael Douglas, Fassbender, uh, uh, Jenny Tatum, uh, Bill Paxton, Antonio Banderas, Robert De Niro, um, Ryan Reynolds, he, have you had any support from these people or are they afraid to come out or 
How would you describe oh. what you oh, yeah. your um, friend circle? I mean, well, that's not my friends. <laughs> they're not my friends. They're <laughs> your coworkers. They're definitely, they're incredible people that I've worked with. You know, I've never had a, an issue with anybody, with anyone whatsoever. Um, you know, as far as actors go or crew goes, or for that matter, I've not just I've just not had an issue on set ever. Um, I get along with everybody. Um, but yes, to answer your question, there has been many people who I have worked with and who I haven't worked with that I've run into. Um, not only just uh, very well-known actors, but also very well-known, very well-known producers, and actually people who are still working in Disney and Lucasfilm actively, you know, have you know they they all have shown so much support every single time I've seen wow. any of them, and they're and to to be very honest, I've not had one person from this industry come up to me and say, you know. Um, I deserved that. They're all saying the complete opposite. So it's just been kind of mind bending that uh, that Lucasfilm and Disney couldn't uh, couldn't see that as well. When when they contacted you, I assume they contacted you with this, or maybe they just said, "No, oh, it's it's over for other reasons." Um, but when you found out that you were being cut out of everything and your career was over because of a tweet that was exactly the same that your co-star tweeted except toward the other side did you point that you had to have gone guys wait a minute hold it i mean they didn't contact me this is uh this is very interesting and i think it just shows what the company was at the time a couple years ago they they didn't even contact me to let me know they were letting me go they didn't contact me to let me know that um there was about to be paparazzi stalkers and people flooding outside my house. I found all of that out just like everybody else did over the internet. Oh so my gosh. The fact that, you know, and it did, it was awful. It was, um, you know, I've been trying to put on a really brave face for the last couple years, it's, but I mean, I cannot begin to even describe, I couldn't leave my house for seven days. I was being stalked. Um, I was being harassed. I was, they were coming up to my, I had to keep my, all my blinds closed and I had actually lost all hearing. I don't know. Uh, I, it was a very interesting random thing. I lost all of the hearing as soon as I was canceled, my hearing like got clogged and I could is only it, hear like 5%. Is it, was, was that kind of like, uh, I mean, this is a horrible name for it, but hysterical blindness when you are in so much uh, trauma that felt like, is it, it really, yeah, it really felt like that. Like, it felt like, you know, either that or God just put earmuffs on me. <laughs> wow. And I just was like, you know, and so I really had to sit there in my head and I um, really had to sit there in my head and just go over things. And it was, it was quite, um, it was torturous until I finally was just like, okay, I just gave it to God. And, you know, um, I just, it's just, it was just such an intense time. And, you know, for them not to even, warned me you know i didn't have a i didn't live in a gated community so i was Mm. out there um and and that wasn't you know you think that somebody would have you know just call me and tell me hey thank you for all your work and everything and uh we're just no longer going to work with you and then they put out the statement about the denigrating people off of their religious and cultural beliefs and being abhorrent and i was just like this is I, i just it was just at the worst time possible, they really kind of, you know, they definitely put my life in danger at that moment. So what do you hope happens with this 
lawsuit. I mean, I'd love to see the discovery on all of the emails going back and forth. That'll be nice. Yes. Yeah. I, I hope that, I hope that this makes a change. I hope that it, um, it makes a change in this industry and it makes a change in people's hearts. You know, what I, the post that I got fired for originally or what they said I got fired for was, was never supposed to be what they, the, the media and all of them twisted in, it into. It was supposed to be, you know, do not demonize your neighbor. Um, you know, we need to look at each other as human beings because I, the internet is one thing, but when you get outside and you get around people, there's so much love and there's so much, you know, it's not the internet. The internet is, is false. It's a, a lot of people hiding behind, you know, brave ideas and false accounts. And when you get, in, when you get to be around people, there is, you know, we all bleed, you know, red, we're all just kind of on this earth together. And so I hope that the outcome for this, this, um, this case is just to make, you know, everybody kind of be a, a truly, truly uh, inclusive in, um, industry in Hollywood and make it that much difficult to do what, what would happen to me to happen to the next person. Yeah, you know, it's uh, people, I don't think people understand that, you know, it's happening to people like you and, you know, people all over the country who are in um, visible uh, places. And I don't think people yeah. really understand if they do it to people like you, why would they hesitate to do it to a nobody? Um, exactly. And that's that that's the scariest thing is they're not coming after the nobodies alone. They're coming after names like Elon Musk, who I think they're trying to do the same thing to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely um, when they try to smear him as anti-Semitic, I was like. Um, that's exactly what they did to me. They they try to smear you as all of these key words, racist, racist, anti-Semitic, transphobe. And, you know, it's just any, it's really, they're just trying to, you know, squash down anybody who has, um, you know, the ability to reach people to just yeah, communicate. To tell them, yeah, let's communicate. Let's think, you know, critically, let's, mm-hmm. you know, not just listen to what the news is telling us um, and let's, you know, let's communicate with each other because we have to, because everything is, everything is owned now by people who want to just grab more control. It's really crazy. It is. I've never seen, especially with Disney, I've never seen such a wrecking ball taken, you know, to their own corporation. Uh, like Disney has taken the wrecking ball to everything that they own and everything that they touch. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is just truly a shame, horrible. right? It's, it's truly a shame because you just we we grew up with Disney and and it doesn't seem like it would be that hard of a fix you know it doesn't seem like hey you know what we messed up here you know they're so good at telling everybody how to apologize and get on their knees and say sorry it's like you know lead by example in this case it wouldn't be hard to be like to look at my case and say hey you know what we did wrong there let's make it right and you know um and and then let's start reaching out to you know really inclusive like all all people. Um, it doesn't mean that they have to follow any type of political you know side. They could just really include and appreciate the fan base that they had um, that has just been completely betrayed by them. So I don't understand in those meetings how it's just not like you know what we did wrong. Let's face up to it. Let's do something right here and let's get. You know, let's get our, our, our 
you know, the, our conservative uh, viewers back. Um, right. It's like it would just be a no-brainer. I don't know if they could at this point. I mean, once you've violated my family, I mean, beyond what they did to you, um, they, you know, they're, they're trying to uh, teach my children principles that I don't agree with at all. And they've lost that trust that parents had. Oh, it's yeah. Disney. It's safe. It's not safe. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's going to take them a long time to recover that. And a good step right. forward would be to to uh, uh, to correct this with you and others that they have wronged. Um, so, right. you know, when this happened to you, know, you nothing's nothing's, go, nothing's impossible, though. You know, like I know uh, if they if they keep going down this route, they're just going to be considered evil. Um, you know, I, I have a, a massive ball to, you know, rock to push back up a mountain to get back a career, but I'm not looking at that saying, okay, I'm at the bottom again. I'm not going to do it. You know, we have to constantly rebuild ourselves and so do companies. So yeah. if they started now, you know, they could, you know, start pushing that rock back up instead of it just tumbling. It's just tumbling down the hill. Yeah. Well, you are going to be, you are going to be, um, you're going to be fine. In the end, especially since, you know, when this happened, we weren't really ready uh, as conservatives. And I don't want a bunch of conservative films or, you know, uh, films. But I just want good films. You know what I mean? And and can we have them say decent things about society and and try to help us be better people? Um, But uh, if you look at the films now, Angel is really, I think, leading the way on this. Um, if you see some of the stuff that's coming, and I think we're right on the cusp. I started the Blaze, you know, before before Amazon and and uh, HBO were online. Uh, we were doing digital streaming at the Blaze, and it was a nightmare. Now, twelve years later, things are happening to where there is a community. You give it another yeah. five years, and yeah. we're not going to have to worry about Hollywood. You know, and it, it really just breaks your heart. Um, you know, I, I feel like so many people have come before me and fought this battle and nobody was paying attention. So I really am honored to be in a position where people are paying attention right now and to give respect to those people that came before me, um, those actors and everybody that was trying to break down the barriers for so long. Um, you know, it breaks my heart that, you know, they didn't get justice. And so... um you know, yeah, I'm. I feel pretty fortunate, you know, to be in the situation to help with that because, yes, in five years, it's going to be even better. And I'm excited to have just been at the beginning of this, just how I was at the beginning of women's mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I get to be, the, you know, part of breaking ground here. And so I really hope this case is. Um, I hope I hope people pay attention to it and blow it out of the water and just make sure that, you know, we're going to make it easier for the next generation and the people, the younger people behind me. I have such great respect for you. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome here anytime. Um, best you, of luck Sarah. to you. You bet. Thank you so Bye-bye. much, Glenn. All right. You bet. Bye. Gina Carano. Um, all right. Let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Jace Medical. Bad enough. We have to rely on China to provide us with the overwhelming majority of our life-saving antibiotic medic- medications. You know, you don't even have to think about going to war. Have you have you seen what's happening to China's stock market? Uh, I know that puts me in a weird category, but what's happening over there? 
they are on the verge of collapse. Uh, in fact, the United States and this one thing that we should point out that has happened, that it's a good thing with our economy under the Biden administration is we are now buying less from uh, China than we have in a very, very long time. And we're getting most things from Mexico. Uh, I wonder what we had to trade for that. But um, we get most things from Mexico now and not China, which is very good. It's closer to home, but still not home. But if there is a, a shutdown of any kind. Most of our life-saving medications are still made in China. So what do you do about it? Get the Jace case by Jace Medical. It's part of a different uh, way of getting antibiotics. You can use this Jace case, which comes with four or five different antibiotics, all treating a host of bacterial illnesses that you might have in an emergency. You can keep it in your home, ready for use in a situation where you otherwise might not be able to get the medication that you need because you're out camping or, you know, there's a supply chain problem. Uh, They also could help you with the vast majority of your vital medications, and you can have a year's worth of that in your home. Go online to jacemedical.com right now. You'll save hundreds from regular pharma prices. Just uh, use promo code PREPARED for an extra discount. You're welcome. You are a friend of jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. jacemedical.com. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, everything you hear about her is is good unless you're talking to somebody from the left. You know, she she sounds really rooted mm-hmm. in all the right things. She seems mm-hmm. humble, humbled by God. Definitely. Uh, I really like her. Yeah. I really She's great. like her. She's great. Yeah. Do you see, by the way, the thing that uh, Elon Musk tweeted out about Disney general entertainment content inclusion standards? See no. That? What are you saying? An anonymous source sent him this from Disney. Mandatory institutionalized racism and sexism. Their standard A for on-screen representation. You have to meet at least three of these five following areas when you're uh, assembling characters for a show on Disney. Um, Characters must be 50% or more of regular and recurring written characters have to come from underrepresented groups. Uh, 50% or more of the actors of regular and recurring actors have to come from underrepresented groups. Three, secondary characters, meaningful inclusion of underrepresented groups as secondary or more minor on-screen individuals, including background characters. So you're talking about, you know, LGBTQ, you're talking about um, BIPOC people, Series premise, meaningful integration of underrepresented groups in overall themes and narratives, and episodic storytelling is the last one. Ongoing meaningful integration of underrepresented groups in episodic themes and narratives. Then they go through the same thing. It's all propaganda. The same thing for writers, the same thing for producers, the same thing for all of it. Yeah, it's just their propaganda. It's just their normalizing and, and... changing our society essentially it's amazing that it's disney doing this isn't it i know i mean this is so against what walt represented yeah yeah well i mean uh you know Mm -hmm. disney uh disney has been going down this road for a very 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 long time and they're a creative company 
And creative company, they have a lot of artistic people, and a lot of artistic people think differently than, you know, yeah. non-artistic people. And so, you know, you had a company full of this that just got more and more woke over the years. And now, I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, you, yeah. you would have to shut that company down and then rehire and to get the woke out. And I don't know yeah. if you could do that. Yeah. I don't know if you could do it. So... All right, coming up in just a second, we have Alan Dershowitz, uh, Harvard Law School professor emeritus, uh, host of The Dersh Show, and the author of Get Trump. Will SCOTUS rule President Trump is eligible or not to be on the 2024 ballot? We just heard the arguments back and forth in the last hour. Now, what does he think they'll decide? What did the questions by the justices lead him to believe? Which direction are they going? Next. Tunnel to Towers Foundation, uh, their mission is to do good and make sure to never forget the horrific events of September 11th, 2001. For them, that means never forgetting the soldiers and first responders who put their lives on the line and ever since. The foundation is committed to helping these heroes and their families, heroes like retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Michael Cardoz. Lieutenant Colonel served um, his country for two decades. He had a ton of commendations, including a Bronze Star. During his time overseas, he was exposed to toxic burn pits. Sadly, he contracted uh, cancer and died from the burn pits. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation stepped in and paid the mortgage off to his family's home, enabling his widow and the six children to stay in the home and remove an enormous financial burden from their shoulders. That's what they do. The foundation helps Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders, as well as catastrophically injured heroes and homeless vets, but they can only do it with your help. Would you donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org? That's T, the number 2T.org. Glenn Beck, Stuber Gear, Steve Dace, Jason Whitlock, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com. Promo code Glenn30. Possibly one of the greatest uh, litigators of our time, Alan Dershowitz, Harvard Law School professor emeritus, host of the Dersh Show podcast and author of the book Get Trump. Boy, did he not have that one nailed. Uh, That is exactly what's happening today. Supreme Court, Get Trump. This one will decide whether or not uh, uh, states can take Donald Trump off the ballot because uh, apparently he was in an insurrection but was never charged. I I don't know what I was listening to last hour, but Alan Dershowitz can make sense of it all. Alan, welcome to the program. Well, I can't make sense of it. I have <laughs> rarely seen two less able lawyers argue so important a uh, case. They have both missed the boat, missed the point. Um, the the star of these proceedings are the justices. They they're the only ones who've made good arguments, and they've made very good arguments on both sides. But they've made the arguments for the litigants. Uh, Trump's lawyer just 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 dropped the ball, uh, made the wrong argument to the wrong justices. He didn't understand the room. He didn't understand the issues. And the oh, lawyer geez. for Colorado, same thing. I mean, these are these are B minus performances in an A plus issue. How and is that it's possible? Shocking. It's shocking. They they was you know what they were like. They were like 
they were, the, the lawyers were like the lawyers who advised the uh, presidents of colleges, uh, Harvard and, uh, and, 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 oh. and, and MIT. They, they were so taken up by kind of legal technicalities that they didn't see the big issues. Um, and, and it's shocking to me uh, that these lawyers, both of whom are relatively experienced, just didn't get it. And they had to both of them be rescued by the justices themselves. So what did you get from the justices uh, on a on a lean? Uh, any indication of where they're going with this? Yeah, I, I think the leaning is in favor of Trump, despite Trump's lawyer. Uh, not on the ground that Trump's lawyer argued, but on other grounds, grounds that I've been arguing for a long time, that only Congress under Section 5 of the 14th Amendment has the authority to implement Section 3. That's the argument the justices seem to be focused on. That's the argument that I've written about over and over again. But I gather the lawyers didn't read my article. So, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they, they just argued the wrong uh, provisions of the Constitution. <clears throat> so let me ask you, Alan, this is the one thing, and, you know, this is just coming to you as a lay person who doesn't know sure. squat about the law. Um, but how can he be taken off for insurrection when he's got a billion lawsuits against him and not one has charged him with anything like that? How can you be excluded for something nobody's even charged you with Officially in court, let alone proven. To show you how absurd Jason Murray's argument is, he's the lawyer for Colorado. He said on January 6th, the minute the president engaged in the insurrection he did, he was no longer eligible to be president. So for the last 14 days of January, uh, between January 6th and January 20th, we had no president, according to that argument. According to that argument, the country was without a president for 14 days. That is such an absurd argument. And the justices, of course, poked holes in it immediately. They're doing it right now as we as we speak. But um, I, I tell you, if I had students in my class uh, that made arguments like this, I think I would suggest divinity school or business school. Uh, I, I just don't think these are great lawyer arguments. And, and the public you know, deserves great lawyers making great arguments in a case as great and as important as this one. This is such a disappointment from the point of view of uh, advocacy. Uh, but it's, uh, it's been very good from the point of view of the justices themselves. They've asked the right questions. What is the what's the ramification of the uh, Supreme Court making too broad of a decision or getting this wrong? I don't think the court's going to get it wrong. I think they're going to make a very narrow decision. They're going to say absent any congressional action under Section five of the 14th Amendment. This is not self-enforcing. He wasn't uh, disqualified from being president on January 6th. You have to have a process. He has to be charged with insurrection. There has to be some process, and that's what I would have argued, and that's what uh, the justices wanted them to argue, but they just they just didn't do it. They just didn't do it. Uh, I want to keep this a little bit short today because I want to get back to listening to the argument. Yes, um, okay. But I think that um, the court will decide in favor of Trump narrowly on a technical issue without getting to the issue of whether or not he is disqualified or whether... 
um, he uh, committed an insurrection or anything like that. But this is a major disappointment from a guy who's been an advocate for 60 years and, and, and had heard such good things about these lawyers. Uh, they wow. were overprepared technically, underprepared um, emotionally and uh, politically and uh, in mm. any practical sense of the word. Common mm. sense was missing today from no. the arguments of both of those lawyers. That is a theme almost of every show. Alan Dershowitz, thank you so much. Uh, host of The Dersh Show and uh, Get Trump is his book. God bless mm. you, Alan. Thank you. Uh, that's not what I expected to hear. No, no, but I sound promising, though. Uh, he really thinks Trump's going to win this case, despite his lawyers. Consider this, too. But this is really bad, man. It is. If you are at the highest court making a an <laughs> argument on something this important. Yeah. What yeah. the hell you, do we have coming towards you us? You need to be better. A lot better. And, you know, we talked about it at the time. We were listening to him. How do you not make the case that this man hasn't even been charged with, tried for, or convicted of any insurrection. I, you know what? I have to ask that. If so, we have to get somebody else on tomorrow because I wasn't satisfied with that answer. And I knew he was in a hurry, so I didn't yeah. push it. Yeah. But I wasn't satisfied with that answer because there should not be anything that you are you are charged with but haven't gone through a system of court to make sure that it's true. Right. Otherwise, right. if you're in power, you can charge everyone with insurrection. Exactly. And then nobody could run for office. Correct. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. So I'm, I'm not satisfied with his answer. But it apparently, according to the Constitution, maybe it doesn't seem to matter that much, which I, that would be something I would correct. Well, pretty quickly. That's definitely how they're treating it. Yeah. In this uh, Supreme Court hearing. Yeah. Consider this, too. This is kind of a side issue, a little sidebar to the trial. Alan Dershowitz is 85 years old. I know. Listen to the difference between that 85-year-old oh, I I know. and the 81-year-old at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. I know. You, you talk know, about a difference. Wow. Just, just look at what's happened with the president um just in the last just in the last week when was it right. a couple days ago he was like uh i want to choose my words there's some movement uh there's a yeah. response and he from, stumbles uh, around for a minute or around. so and then the reporter says hamas helping him out yeah right yeah yeah hamas, that's it yeah, sorry hamas. yeah that's... then just a couple of days ago sunday french president uh macron he said was meter on yeah um, he yeah. then uh, called Donald Trump the sitting president. He also, uh, I don't know if you're aware, he also um, called the German chancellor Helmut Kohl. Okay, Helmut oh Kohl gosh. has been dead since 2017, and he hasn't been chancellor of Germany since 1998. He said that he talked to him, too. I, it's, it's incredible. So Mitterrand, he might have, Francis so. Kohl, he might have. <laughs> He Again, might, he, in might his mind, he might be talking to the dead. Well, either that or the dead people coming back to him going, Joe, come to the light. Come to the light. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, don't I know. know. But, I know. Uh, you know, they. this is getting to the point to where it just can't be ignored by people. It can't be. And you mm -hmm. know that the Democrats don't want this. I, you know, I said this yesterday, but I think that they are. I think they are exposing all of this stuff. As much as they can, instead of keeping him in a basement, might be right. So people see it yeah. and go, you know, the Democrats, because they can't convince him. He's got to say, "I'm not going to run." And you right. know, Doctor Jill 
It's despicable. It is despicable. That she's pushing him forward on this. Why would you do that? It's elder abuse. It it is. Yeah. He should be home, if not in a rest home. He should be at home in Delaware resting. Resting. I got to tell you, I, you know, we've been with my father-in-law who is in uh, critical condition, um, stable, Mm. but critical condition in uh, New Haven. And, you know, the doctor came and talked to us about, you know, the future and things. And, and we said, he's all there. It's, it's his decision on how to proceed on things, but we all just want the best for him. Nobody wants to see him. Right. Uh, suffer nobody wants to see you know let god take his course mm-hmm. and you know you you wouldn't want your dad or your wife or your husband walking around looking like this humiliating himself humiliating. all the time humiliating yeah it's humiliating it's and and more than just being humiliating to him it's humiliating to the country I mean, oh, the I rest know. of the world is watching this and no doubt mocking and laughing at us. Uh, Can over you it. imagine if you are Vladimir Putin, what you're thinking? No, oh, my gosh. You've got an easy mark here. Oh, it, it, so easy. go, go, go right now before yep. somebody else gets in. Which now is why, the time to do it. No doubt. It's why uh, he went into Ukraine in the first place. Had Trump been in office, he wouldn't have done it. And he didn't when Trump, Trump was in office. And you know he was uh, he was absolutely a thousand times better back then. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. the decay of his motor and and uh, memory. It's been amazing lately. He is just he's gone. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, bad. All right, uh, back in just a minute. Our sponsor this half hour is Lear Capital. Even when the economy isn't doing flip-flops, it's hard to know what's the best thing to do with your money. I don't know. How do you protect what's yours for things like retirement or even just living in something where all of the economic laws are just thrown up into the air? Well, may I recommend Lear Capital? You know, for years I have been talking about gold and silver. I think that is the best way to do it. Lear Capital makes it easy to convert your IRA or 401k into gold or silver IRA. The best part is there is no tax, no penalties to do this. Plus, it is easy. Lear can walk you through it in three simple steps. Give Lear a call today. Ask for their free wealth protection guides. No obligation. You just get the free information on protecting your hard-earned retirement with gold and silver. Uh, It's Lear Capital. You know, years and years over two decades ago, I bought my first goal with Lear Capital um, because I took the recommendation of Rush Limbaugh. Now, $3 billion in trusted transactions, thousands of five-star reviews online, 24-hour risk-free purchase guarantee. Lear is the precious metals leader that you can trust. Get your free wealth protection guides. Lear will also credit your account $250 towards your purchase. Call today, 800-889-3070, 800-889-3070. Lear Capital, 800-889-3070. The Glenn Beck Program. Glenn's newsletter is free and full of useful info delivered every day right to your inbox. Sign up at glennbeck.com. 
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Well, today at five o'clock, uh, the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin uh, drops. Um, he's now on a kill list. And I did tweet him or text him this morning and said, yeah, hey, thanks a lot for texting me. I don't know who this Tucker Carlson guy is. I have no <laughs> idea. Stop texting me. Um, but uh, he's on a kill list now, apparently, with Ukraine. Uh, you know, it's a list of enemies. I don't know if it's a kill list. Uh, but the EU wants to ban his travel. Nobody's seen what he talked to him about. Um, and yeah. I I think it's really important that we all see it. Now, here's what I would be if I were there. And I would have done that interview. Maybe not in Russia because I don't know if I could have gotten out. But um, uh, here's what I would make sure that I was doing. The guy is going to try to appeal to people who are feeling our country is in chaos and wants an American dictator. Mm -hmm. And if Dugan has his way, Putin is going to talk about our immorality, our loss of faith, uh, transgenderism, what's happening on our streets, what's happening with drugs. uh, Tucker, I think, could allow him one approach on that. And then he's got to say, but this is not about America. We have our own Mm -hmm. problems. This is not about internal problems of America. This is about what you are saying about this war. So we can talk about American war machine, you know, NATO, but not internal policy. If it gets away from uh, Tucker and he allows Putin to really, then it's propaganda and it will be bad. It will be bad. But I, I, I hope that Tucker is not going to. Uh, do that he's a smart enough guy um but putin as as megan kelly said putin is really really slick he's a master manipulator yeah so tucker needs to focus on the real issue which of course yes is taylor swift and uh whether or not she's going to make it to the super bowl on time and how many times are we going to show her up in the uh up in the booth I don't, you I'm know? not sure that's really the real issue. But uh, how many fans have come to see her? You know, does this increase yeah. the attendance and the viewership of the Super I would, Bowl? I would love to have Tucker say <laughs> to Putin, if we sent you Taylor Swift, <laughs> could that solve this whole could dispute? That, yeah, could it end yeah. everything? You get out of could Ukraine it. if we send you Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah, yeah. That's a good There's a lot of people. A lot of people don't like Taylor Swift, uh, apparently, uh, being on their TV during football time. I myself don't understand it. I don't really care. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not, it's, you know, a It's not as football. big a deal as people are making it out to be. No, please. But, you know, and besides, she's cutting her carbon footprint. She's selling her jet. One of her jets. One, yeah, of, one of her yeah she's keeping right. one, one of her jet because yeah. I mean she can't do and, without and a she, jet. Come on. Right. And she's She's going to her next concert because she's selling her dress. She's going just on a a, a rented jet. So she, <laughs> you're still speaking. I don't understand. That's really uh, slumming it. You know, when yeah. you have to take a rented jet oh my privately, gosh. that's just really slumming Let it. me call an Uber. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program.